Hello, thank you for joining me today. Hope you had a good weekend and enjoyed your Thanksgiving break. The title of today's post is Call the Prodigal's Home. Today, we are going to release faith-filled decrees for the return of prodigals to Father's house. I have heard numerous words from the Lord over the past few months and years telling us it is time for this. Years tell, for years telling us it's coming, last several months telling me it's here. And Holy Spirit has said, the revival we've been expecting has begun. Let's release our faith for these things. I want to begin by sharing a little of my story when I was a prodigal running from God. <clears throat> Pardon me. The story's taken from my book, The Pleasure of His Company. It was 1973 and I was attending college, traveling fast, going nowhere. I'd been running from the Lord for two years, serving the gods of alcohol, drugs, rock and roll. Though I had been raised in church, dad was an evangelist and then a pastor, and had surrendered my life to Christ at a young age. At age 17, I began to rebel. The rebellion started when my dad, pastoring at the time, divorced mom, left our family, and married another woman. As you can imagine, our lives were shattered. Mom, who had been a stay-at-home mom and helped in the church, found a job in a meat market. My brother and I acquired part-time jobs, and somehow we survived, at least physically. We didn't fare so well emotionally and spiritually. My brother and I rebelled, turning away from God and everything associated with him and the church. My younger sister, was also emotionally devastated. Obviously, so was mom. Deep in my heart, I knew none of this was God's fault. Nonetheless, I was angry at him, the church, and life. The pain was so strong and my confusion so great that I simply couldn't cope with it. And I certainly couldn't understand it. Perhaps the lowest point in my life was the day when, as a 17-year-old, I held my heartbroken mother in my arms, listened to her sob, telling me she no longer wanted to live. At that moment, I became an extremely bitter, hate-filled young man. God was very patient with me, knowing my rebellion was caused by my pain. He allowed me to run, loved me through my pain-filled responses, didn't take them personally. Two years later, at a bar named The Boar's Head, as in hogs, The Boar's Head. Aptly so, since I was a prodigal and this was my pig pen. 
while I was listening to a rock band and stoned out of my mind, Holy Spirit spoke to me. Departing from the account in the book for a moment, <clears throat> pardon me, let me say that this was not the first time he had done so. God would often speak, <clears throat> excuse me again, sorry. God would often speak to me through my thoughts when I was alone, just as I know he is speaking to your prodigal. The Lord was never condemning, only affirming. Often I would lie in bed at night when the world around me finally became quiet thinking thoughts about him, life, what I was doing with mine. I know now that he was stirring those thoughts, reaching deep into the hidden places of my heart, keeping me tethered to him. On this night, in the boar's head, however, he shouted through the clamor and noise around me, drowning out even the loud music. What are you doing here? He asked. The Lord's voice was so clear it may as well have been audible. His question wasn't a rebuke, but rather a sincere prompting from deep in my heart. You know this is not who you are. He continued, and will never be who you are. You'll never find the fulfillment and peace you're looking for through this lifestyle. Shocked and amazed that God would follow me into a place like this, my first response was, what are you doing here? come for you. Instantly sober, I went outside the bar to walk and think for a while. The Lord and I had several more conversations over the next couple of months until I was finally healed enough to return to him. Like the prodigal returning to his father's embrace, I walked back into the loving embrace of Papa God. When I did, I found more than pleasure. I discovered my purpose in life. Realizing the field of study I was pursuing was not what I was created to do, I withdrew from college. I entered into a passionate pursuit of God, became active in a good local church, and connected with several other hungry seekers. I also began going on short-term missions trips, serving missionaries in the poor in Guatemala. Eventually, realizing, realizing I wanted to serve God in full-time ministry, I decided to attend Christ for the Nations Institute in Dallas, Texas. There, I discovered God in new ways, over and over, and eventually, discovered my wife, to whom I've been married for 35 wonderful years, that's what I said in the book, 
now it's been 46. It has been a great journey. Now, not from the book, back to today. It makes no difference what caused your prodigal to leave father's house. Drugs, addictions, a wrong relationship, a broken relationship. It doesn't really matter. The important thing is to be assured that God knows what is needed to bring them home and that this revival is going to produce such power that they will not be able to withstand his wooing. Angels have been assigned to protect the prodigals and work in their lives, and Holy Spirit will speak to them just as he did me. Don't expect them to tell you when he does. He will use the pig pen, not wasting their pain. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send laborers to them. Ask him to give them dreams and cause them to hear what they need to hear. He will. Declare his promises. Declare his promises over them. They don't have to be in your presence for you to do that. He sends his word and believe that he loves them more than you do. Bind the powers of darkness that influences and controls them. Loose them from demons and wrong influences. Speak to every mountain between them and Father God, commanding it to be cast into the sea. Do so with faith and confidence. The demons and mountains of adversity don't stand a chance. Let's pray. Father, we take you at your word. You said if we believed in you, we would be saved and our house. You said revival has begun and prodigals are coming home. You have said signs and wonders will occur, drawing people to you. You said our sons and daughters will see visions and prophesy. We agree with you. Now, lead the prodigals, if they aren't already there, into their pig pens. Feed them the husks and slop. Then, bring them to their senses. Speak louder than the music, the pain, the confusion, the anger, the temporal pleasures of sin, and the pigs. Awaken them to your heart. Awaken them to the destiny you have for them. Remind them that they are called to know you do great things for you. Not to partner with the evil one who steals, kills, and destroys. We bind every force holding our prodigals. We bind the lies that have been planted in their thinking, placed there by the world, the flesh, and the devil. We loose them from demonic control, addictions, and other bondages. We call to the prodigals, Come home to Father's house. 
Get your robe of righteousness back on. Wear his ring of authority and eat the fatted calf of revelation and wisdom. You are called to know him intimately, to be a passionate worshiper and become a powerful instrument in his hands. You are destined to be a deliverer, a reformer, a world changer. We pray and decree these things with confidence, I might add, in the name of the great shepherd, Jesus, who leaves the 99, goes after the one. And our decree, we decree that prodigals are hearing a voice they cannot resist and feeling a tug they cannot refuse. They are coming home. Amen. Well, again, portions of today's post taken from the book, The Pleasure of His Company published by Bethany, I think it's my best book. Bless, has blessed many people. You can order it if you're interested at dutchsheets.org. Thank you for joining me today. The prodigals are coming home. I'll see you tomorrow.